Gary Gershon. That was Democrat Perry Gershon conceding in New York's first congressional district. He was facing Lee Zeldin. And around an hour later, Luba Gretchen Shirley, also Democrat, conceded her race against Pete King. It was a pretty big day for Democrats Tuesday night generally um, around the nation, but there were no flips on Long Island. Basically, Long Island skipped out on the national mood. There were suburban winds, particularly outside Chicago, outside D.C., Even Staten Island, which is a slightly suburban section of New York City, flipped Democratic. Max Rose won there, beating the incumbent Dan Donovan. But again, no flips on Long Island. For a while, Tuesday night, Gretchen Shirley and Gershon were in a union hall for electrical workers in Hopog. It was a pretty spare room. There were basically no decorations at all, which some people commented on. They were kind of surprised by it. There was one banner behind a stage that said Suffolk County Democratic Party, and it had the name of the chairman, Rich Schaefer, which if you've listened to the past couple episodes of this podcast, The Bellwether, you've heard about Rich Schaefer, and uh, there were a couple of questions about how much he was doing for the higher level races in the county, but he was there sort of emceeing the event. It was a cash bar, beers were $4, some campaign staffers had tried to get coffee, which didn't really work out for them, they were having a hard time. And at the beginning of the night, it was pretty empty in the union hall. Just a couple of staffers and a few more local politicians. Eventually, it filled up a little bit. By the end of the night, it was about half full. The candidates got there early, the congressional candidates. Gretchen Shirley, for example, was walking around hugging some of her supporters. How are you feeling? I'm excited. I'm very excited. We, uh, we knocked on all 250,000 doors. Now I just have to wait and see what happens. So if you win, what do you think it was? What, what was the... Grassroots organizing. We knocked on more than 250,000 doors. It's, uh, it's incredible to see how many people came out. This is, this is what a grassroots movement looks like. A little bit after that, she left the party for Garden City. Rich Schaefer mentioned her every once in a while on the stage in Suffolk, even while the returns were coming in. I will just tell you that right now, I think Luba Gretchen Shirley is up in Suffolk County. We are waiting, so give her a round of applause for the campaign that she ran. We're waiting for the results to come in from Nassau County. They're not as quick as we are here in Suffolk County. But I want to bring up some of the other candidates. But ultimately, it wasn't enough. How come? Why didn't these two congressional districts follow other suburban districts around the country? For the full answer, you have to listen to our entire podcast, which we now have seven episodes. They're all online. You can check them out. But in short, Gershon's district, which was the first congressional district all the way on the East End, was a very Trump-friendly place. Lee Zeldin himself, who was the incumbent, won by 16% last time. And that's pretty consistent with margins that he'd had in previous races in the past, either for Congress or state Senate. And the district in 2016, by the way, went 12% for Trump after having been narrowly Obama the last two times. So it was a pretty uphill battle. 
one campaign spokesman for Gershon said last night that it seemed that there was a continuing loyalty to Trump in the district. He said that some voters at least seem to have held on to an attraction to Trump. Gershon changed his voter registration to the district just last year. He wasn't from here originally, but he did make inroads. He was down in single digits at the end of the night. He was hoping that that gap would close even more once absentee ballots were counted. It's not so simple to say that Suffolk County is just regular suburbs, the kind of place where, in other parts of the country, there was a resistance gathering. There's a lot more to it than that. In Suffolk County, there's the Hamptons, which are very wealthy areas. There's also agricultural areas and extremely, extremely Trump-friendly areas. Here's how Gershon put it after he conceded. It's a little hard to hear. You can still hear the party going on in the background after a couple of state Senate candidates won. It's a mix. It's the parts that are suburban, the parts that are more rural, conservative. But I'm with a new candidate. I've never run for office before. I did. I think when the absentee ballots come in, I'll be down 4%. It's 6% tonight, a little more than 6 And then you have Gretchen Shirley. She seemed to be originally the quintessential example of the people that were winning this year. She was a first-time candidate, a working mother. She'd actually started her own indivisible-style group, which by now has about 3,000 people on Facebook. She was a very polished candidate, had worked in global economic development, and was a homegrown candidate from Amityville. And she'd raised more money than the last five challengers to Pete King combined. And some of that did show up in the polls. We're still crunching the numbers, just like everybody else is, and I'm sure we'll be doing it for the next year. But Gretchen Shirley performed pretty strongly in parts of Suffolk County, where she actually beat King by a few percentage points. The total turnout in Suffolk County was something like 60% up over 2014, which was the last midterms. The big problem was Nassau County, where she got beat significantly. Turnout there was up as well, but it was less than Suffolk. One way to read that is that King's Nassau stronghold stayed strong. His home is in Seaford, and the Nassau part of the district is closer to Hempstead, where his daughter is currently a town councilwoman. In general, he was a hard guy to beat. He has a long reputation of working for his district, which we've covered quite a bit in this podcast, and most districts don't change overnight from the social issues that he was known for. He referenced some of them in his victory statement. I'll read it to you. This was a victory for the heart and soul of the district, an affirmation of support for hardworking, middle-income families, for the men and women of law enforcement, for the military, and for the struggle against MS-13 and ISIS. These were issues that Gretchen Shirley cited during the campaign, too, although on her part she tried to draw attention to King's denigration of the Black Lives Matter movement and his support of Trump's travel ban. In the end, it's worth remembering that these candidates were new. They weren't in politics two years ago. Yeah, what were you doing? Oh, like 2016? Yeah, 2016. Oh, I was home with my babies. Watching? What were you watching? I was watching. I was watching the results come in on the couch with my babies. Maybe they'll be back next cycle. Either way, the Republican members will be going back to a different Congress. You know what? Lee Zeldin said he didn't vote for that the Trump tax plan. That he wants, he's against the salt cap. Well, let's see him fight for it. Mm-hmm.